What is up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to the Fathom Beyond Sunday podcast. This podcast is meant to be really conversational and casual, just a couple of leaders here at Fathom talking about faith and life and talking about how we can grow in our faith where it's really going on Monday through Saturday and not just on Sunday. So tune in, listen to the conversation and open your heart. We pray that this really helps. Hello and welcome to the Fathom Beyond Sunday podcast. I am Christina Scott. Here back with us is our lead pastor, Kyle Nelson. It's like I came back from the dead. <laughs> it's been a few weeks. It's been a few weeks since we've sat down together. It's a crazy month. October is one of our favorite months because all of our birthdays are in October. Yes. Um, and we had a couple of travel things. It's a huge planning month. And so, um, but I just told you right before I started, I'm like, I don't know why I come back. You guys do an amazing <laughs> job without me. So um, I, I don't worry about it at all. That is very kind. We thank you for your your vote of confidence there. Um, totally. But we love having you back. Yeah. I, love, I love that you're back. Um, I do too. This is easy. It's, yeah. it's talking Jesus. It's talking yes. church. It's talking... The struggles and things we wrestle with, and um, but also really important like applications to our life. So right. I just like I love that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I do so. too. I do too. And it's I mean, I was telling you earlier how like I love this book. I love as I point to my Bible as I put my hands on my Bible. I love this book, and so the more I get to talk about it, let's do it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Um. So this weekend you wrapped up the House of God series with, is this, was this your favorite title to come up with I, of the four? Come. I really felt pretty stupid like when I wrote it, <laughs> as I do with, with many of them. Stranger Danger was another kind of stupid one. So funny. Um, but yeah, I, I was pretty excited about it. Um, this, the whole idea. Really, it, it stood out to me just so much. Um, I didn't realize they did a reboot of, of Legends of the Hidden Temple. Did you watch the show ever so back in the day? Or? I, I did see the show okay. some. Yeah. It, I wasn't a faithful watcher. Yeah. You know, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't like, oh, waiting for the next season to come no. out. I don't think when I was a kid, I even knew seasons no, that wasn't even a thing. were a thing. No. I didn't know. We like, were being kids. Exactly. We weren't. <laughs> I was practicing in my yard for trying to be on Legends of the Hidden right. Temple or something. Not Absolutely. so much, not so much uh, waiting, you know, craving for the next show to come out. But I, I mean, I did watch a lot of television. It's I grew up in Florida. You grew up in Florida. Mm-hmm. Hot. It's hot. It's hot. Yeah. And so when you have time, if your parents have not kicked you out right. in the summer and locked the doors and said, "Here is there's a water hose and just please play outside," right? You're inside in the air conditioning watching television. Those yeah. are the things you do during a Florida summer. Uh, absolutely. We would disappear in my neighborhood like just all day until the streetlights mm-hmm. came on. Yeah, that was our cue. If the streetlights came on, you had to come back in. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We um, we lived kind of more out in the country. Ain't we no lived streetlights out here, buddy. There, there were some streetlights, <laughs> but they were few and far between, and it was more like um, – we, you know, somebody would just come onto the porch and be like, it's time for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for dinner or, or whatever, what have you. But, uh, I did watch quite a bit of, of television as a 90s. I did the, some of that Saturday morning television here and there. Oh, so gosh, some of what the, was the, what was the Saturday morning stuff? Stuff like, you know, like the Saved by the Bell. Oh, stuff. okay. Can we talk Saved by the Bell for a second? Can, first please? of all, the reboot's garbage. Like I'm not <laughs> interested in talking about that, but, um, I was, obsessed like if you look <laughs> back to 
some of my childhood like school pictures. Um, I was trying my best to have a Zach Morris haircut. I, love I tried my best so much. Yeah, I I I'm pretty in the know. <laughs> On Saved by the Bell trivia. I love it. I watched so many episodes. Every day I came home from school, I watched Saved by the Bell. Awesome. Awesome. So I loved Saved by the Bell. uh, And I actually didn't realize until I was an adult that some of what I loved that I thought was Saved by the Bell was actually a different show called Good Morning Miss Bliss that got rebooted and revamped. And later on, when those episodes were reruns, they were they were under the Saved by the Bell heading, but originally it was a show more about middle school than high school. So it st- kind of started in this middle school realm and went up into yeah, high school. I never got yeah, into early, that one. Early Zach Morris, like super early. Yeah. Um, I do remember Miss Bliss. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't love those early years. Mm-hmm. They weren't my favorite. I, I did like the college years. I thought they had they had some good moments. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But the, so, but the old classic is, is the, right where the it's The classic at. right there in that, in the sweet spot of a junior, senior year of high school with Zach Morris and his, yeah. his old pal Screech. And this, this is where we look at each other and we're like, all right, how are we going to transition uh-huh. to talk about 100%. being a temple? 100%. <laughs> so legends of the hidden temple, Speaking dot, dot, which, dot. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's, well, what's, I, I thought of this idea, just, I don't know where it, it honestly came from, but then I looked up, okay, they're doing a reboot of this. Because we were talking about we're the temples of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and our body is a, a, the temple of the Holy Spirit. And we together are being built up to be a temple, a dwelling in which God lives. Ephesians 2, um, 22 says. Um, and so I was, I was thinking about that. And so I, I ended up looking at this reboot. And the intro to the show said, where competitors show themselves worthy to enter the temple by competing in like these mental things like they do trivia Mm -hmm. and these physical competitions and i'd been wrestling with john chapter four of like i I felt like i want me to 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 teach on this idea of worship him in spirit and truth and that's how we that's how we make our heart a dwelling for him to live is by worshiping him that being the kind of worshipers the father seeks right and then, um, and having both aspects, obedience to the word, obedience to his spirit. And then hearing this whole idea of this mental competition and physical competition, like just being reminded of like that's proving yourself worthy and just how churches and how Christians have tried to approach God by like, oh, I'm going to get smart and know right. everything, or I'm going to do all these great things for God. And it's really just the embodiment of, of what Jesus did for us that allows us to enter the to temple enter and to be the temple. You know? Right. Yeah. Right. I, so. I was really um, sort of, I was grateful for your um, explanation of, Hey, this is, this is what this temple looks like throughout the Bible, right? Like this I think is, I went too long on that. It <laughs> felt long. I knew it was going to be cause I, there's just a lot to teach there, but um, there's some cool stuff there. Yeah, it really is. And I mean, most of that, right? Most of what that teaching is, is Old Testament right. teaching. And because of that, because there's so much culturally to go along with that and historically to go along with that. I mean, each one of those covenants could have been mm-hmm. a sermon series right. yeah. in and of their own, yeah. not just one sermon, not just a minute or, you know, a, a 30 second um, blip in in a sermon. You know, right? They are, they're things that we've done long-term teaching yeah. on. So I was... Um, 
I was actually thinking about this a little bit more since Sunday, is when you kind of trace those covenants, the Noahic, or, or really even b- before that, like looking to creation, but mm-hmm. and then in that creation period, you know, Noah and, and um, or then that fall period, Noah and Abraham and and um, through through Moses and then through through David, these different covenants. Like if you just track God's presence, mm. like in the garden, he's walking amongst the people with Abraham. He says, I will go with you. So already that's a, that's a promise of God's presence right. to be with us. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. you know, and the reality and just kind of the struggle that I think, I, and I don't know, I, I started looking, there's a lot of things that I just wanted to unpack. This may be a long one because I just, I have <laughs> a lot of things I want to share. Um, just that I've just been reflecting on lately. Right. You know, one of those is in Genesis of just, God's grace in both the fall and the punishment, the consequences in the garden. I I alluded, I Mm -hmm. think I talked about this very quickly, but I'll just take another minute to circle back to it because I think it's worthwhile. And the same thing with Noah, because I've always looked at both of those, like the consequences are harsh, like very harsh. Mm -hmm. Um, But to talk about the fall, Genesis chapter three, when God, you know, punishes mankind and, and uh, these curses, you know, upon mankind and God banishing them from the garden, really that in itself is an act of grace. It so is. You know, and even in in God's punishment of us, you know, his sovereign grace has already made a way for redemption. Like, mm-hmm. it, and like, how beautiful is that? Like, right. it, it's it's profound to see that if, and just to explain it, if you didn't catch it, last time the tree of life meant immortality that they would live forever so if they're in a fallen state now ashamed estranged from god Mm -hmm. they would stay in that state forever Forever. had they not been banished from that and so god had made a path for that um and then and with noah again it was another kind of harsh reality and i'd always honestly until recent months just, I had not seen the hope of that, that, that it was just depressing. Right. <laughs> to me, it was just a very depressing part of scripture. Um, like, God, what did you change your mind here? Mm-hmm. You know, um, you hate people now, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it was really just an offense of God's righteousness and his desire. I think again, to be a holy living temple, right. His design was for mankind to be with him, to be stewards of his creation and to reflect the goodness of his character and obey him and love him, be in relationship with him. And it was far from that in the fall. It was clear and it was just wickedness and, and God's desire that, that it was a moment in history in which we can all look back. And, and I think globally even look back as this story is told, even in, in countries in which they don't know this story. Right. When it gets told, um, I think it's really important to, to be able to see, no, this is a story of hope. It's a story of God preserving hope mm-hmm. through the faithfulness of one, the, the righteousness and the faith of, of one. 
and with Abraham and, and with Noah, it was their faith. You know, it was their faith. And so right. being people of faith that will obey God yeah. to his word and to his spirit, I think brings us into that, that New Testament you know, part. So yeah. I'll shut up now and we'll go, <laughs> go wherever you want to go. But um, I just wanted to, those are some of the things that were lingering in my heart that I've still been just, you know, yeah. um, processing. No, I just, I, I think in that, in those moments, in that time of going through this idea of, I don't know, just the different facets of the temple, right? Or the different ways that it's looked, knowing that it's knowing the overarching story of the Bible and knowing like that it's not all, it, it's not, no, oh, you hate people now, right? right? It's not that it's, 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 no, I'm everything that I do is yeah. to reconcile humanity yeah. to myself. Yeah. Everything I do at, you know, at, it, at everything God does is intentional and purposeful. And so even the, decorations of the temple the the way you know his his instructions are so detailed that sometimes it's difficult to read right you go back and you read oh, yeah. old testament instructions these things came these are i mean this is the word of god it's straight mm-hmm. from his mouth in a vision to moses this is what the tabernacle should look like and it's cubits that we don't use anymore. Right. It's, you yeah. know what I mean? It's all of these. It's repeated instructions. Yes. Even in certain parts. Right. Yeah. All of these things. And this is how you should fashion this so that it looks exactly like that. And this is why. And then, and you're thinking, but I don't understand. Well, yeah. we don't, right? We really don't yeah. understand that every single thing that he does is so intentional and so purposeful and coincidence is not even in the vocabulary of a follower of Jesus. Like it's, there aren't coincidences. He does things so intentionally that everything has this purpose. Um, And so that, that foreshadowing of this, okay, here's this tabernacle that later becomes a temple that later is, you know, at that last breath of Jesus is, is not wrecked. It's the the temple in and of itself doesn't go away. The building doesn't go away. It's the, it's this thing that blocked us from well, him. Right? And I like, didn't get into this, but it was unfaithfulness. God took his presence from people, mm-hmm. from the people of Israel, you know, right. in, that, in that final period, that temple period, um, that there was a waiting and they're waiting right. for God's pre- They're waiting for God to right. show up and speak and to act right and um so yeah there's a whole other right well because it wasn't at his last breath that the temple was destroyed but the temple was destroyed like just as tabernacles were destroyed Mm -hmm. when they were when you know the israelites were taken over like their Mm -hmm. temples were destroyed and rebuilt absolutely absolutely um and so but just realizing like now like oh this is this is a whole different thing the comforter being sent and there being and as a temple, I think one of the things that you mentioned, um, and I didn't write it in my notes, but I do remember you saying it was like, we don't, we don't, we, we sort of segregate in our minds or we're like, we, um, make things different, different subjects, right? Like, okay, well, this is, this is what I do for my spiritual life. And this is what I do for yeah. my, my physical health. And these are these different factions of my life and not realizing like as a temple of, the Holy All Spirit, yep. <laughs> it is, these things are very connected and everything you do, you do 
as a temple of the Holy Spirit. It's a core transition in our thinking in following Jesus to understand that when he is jealous for me, he's just for all of me. Mm-hmm. Like all of my devotion, all of my worship, every bit of my life. Um, he is, if we believe what we say we believe and what the Bible tells us is that we'll be a completely new creation, new like creation. fully. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are now. Right. <laughs> We're a new creation now, but in eternity. Right. With him, like it, it'll be a, a different body. You know, it, it'll be a different spiritual body um, and all things will be made new. If we believe that, that's redeeming every single part of our being, um, then we must see how he is actually in the process of doing that now. Yeah. And that's a cooperative thing in which we are surrendering every part of our being. Right. to be made new and to be redeemed and that all of our life is sacred and he, right. he cares for every part of our being and life. This goes back to when we were talking about just a shalom, like, mm-hmm. you know, wholeness of God, um, the peace of God, you know, and, and um, peace with God and that whole thing. Right. And so, um, yeah, we're, we're sacred. You know, our, our bodies are, are sacred to God. Um, it's a holy place. You know, right. but we don't often view it like that. We're very fragmented and, right. um, you know, compartmentalize our Absolutely. faith, you know, into a place in which we can still control it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so much of it comes down to control. Obedience right. comes down to control. Really walking in faith and obedience is, comes down to control, surrendering parts of our life and, and, and even looking at them as sacred, trusting what God's word, it all comes down to uh, who's going to who's going to be in control here. Right. And I think sometimes our our memory of that life before we are a new creation um can can trick us, right? Like we can we can be tricked by our memory of who we were um and not if we're not really replacing those those memories, those the, the lies, frankly, if we're not replacing that with truth, mm-hmm. if we are just... Then we stay the same. Right, we do. We're not being transformed. I mean, Romans 12, 2, don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Right. That's the transformer. It's that exactly what you just said. Right. We have to, um, you know, not just remove the thing or say, oh, like we we can't just say that this one day, right, I've surrendered my life to Jesus. So now I am saved and now I am a new creation and, and live in that without replacing those lies, right? Replacing that with truth. Like it can't just be Mm -hmm. removing and then leaving some empty vessel. Like he doesn't, it's not about an empty vessel. We are to be filled and refilled and yeah, and so I would, it's just, I think that there's with our fragmenting, right? Like with the way that we're, do, we do that is because sometimes we are, have not yet been diligent yeah. to the practices. Some of those, just those spiritual disciplines yeah. of getting in the word or, or, or praying and, and asking for those things because we can, we can still live in this mindset. Mm-hmm. Like you, 
being baptized or, or mm-hmm. surrendering your life in that moment, like actually believing mm-hmm. in that moment is not the same thing as a brain bleach. Like you don't, you don't. And yeah, and it happens over time. I think there's things that we get immediately and God, uh, right. we just get clear revelation on. And there's other parts of it, like just to kind of use what you were saying there, removing, but we must add. Right, we have to replace. Yeah, replace. Um, it's like, yes, okay, so I'm forgiven, right? And so I'm not guilty anymore, but so many people still live with shame, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's actually not who I am. Not I'm not defined by that. And so it's not I'm just no longer an orphan, but I'm actually adopted. Right. Right. It, into the family of God, mm-hmm. into to God Himself, and so um, it is both sides of that. I think that's a great, yeah. a great point that we can v- take very tangibly in our own lives and really think through where have I pushed away from a, an old part of my identity or a way of thinking that is in my old identity, but I have not replaced it with the truth of God's word and who I am in him and my identity in him. And um, I think that can give us a really great place to read scripture, to focus mm-hmm. on scripture, to pray and to, um, uh, to really meditate on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. There is um, something we were talking about. Well, one of the things you said from the stage on Sunday was that you really had a lot of different places that you wanted to go. I mean, you were, you, you, you stood there and just said like, Hey, you know, I kind of thought I was going this place, going a little bit different place. And I think actually at one point I, I giggled a little bit from the front row in my normal seat yeah. when you said, I don't even know why I'm looking at my notes. None of this is in there. It's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, I just wanted to, if, if we can give you an opportunity to go back into what was in your notes. Cause I absolutely love that your, the message on Sunday was exactly what we needed to hear and, and spirit led and that you're flexible to that. But I think, you know, there is something to, to honor the preparation that mm-hmm. you did, um, you know, in the series and those other things. And I know that there are just a few things that there just simply wasn't time for mm-hmm. on Sunday. Uh, and one of the things that you mentioned to me earlier was just about us as the church, right? If you believe in Jesus, you are the church. Mm-hmm. And that was from Stranger Danger, right? Like mm-hmm. back from the beginning yep. of this series. But if we we are, we believe what the Bible says and we are who we say we are, right? We are followers of Jesus. We are the church. Then that actually makes us hidden temples. So mm. do you want to? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. So this is where I wanted to end, and this is probably a good point for us to end, too, um, unless you got other stuff. Um, I've got all kinds of things. I get forever. <laughs> but when this this whole title, this old, you know, 90s show, Legends of the Hidden Temple, the the whole the whole thing, I mean, we as the body of Christ are, you know, the temple, and our bodies are, are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And there are like, you know, oftentimes for most people, when we think of church, we thought of a place, you mm-hmm. know, and that is kind of the legend, if you will, that, right. that this is a place we go to. And, and as we come to really belong to Christ and really belong to the body of Christ, we understand, okay, no, we are the church. And, and that has, is a much, it, 
it's come a long way in the past 20 years. You know, I think in the mindset of the church, it's pretty right. common now, but for a long time, church is where you went and is right. what you did. Right. It was a checkbox. In America. Mm-hmm. Very much. Very much cultural Christianity. Uh, and there was revival and there was, there was real genuine faith. I'm not saying there was not. Right. But there was a real transition back to the roots of what scripture is the church the, as the body. Um, and so it's these legends. Um, but the, the whole idea of the hidden temple is really beautiful to really think about as we, as the body of Christ, are somewhat hidden in plain sight in our city, right. in our neighborhoods, in our families um, of origin, in our workplace, in our cubicles, in our co-ops. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're, we're hidden in, the, in these places. In the DMV. In the DMV. <laughs> um, and it's, we're this, this hidden temple throughout the city that God doesn't want to be hidden, in fact. Jesus says, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit this coming weekend, you know, that you're the light of the world. You yes. don't hide. Don't hide. And, and, and so many of us are, you know, we're hiding because of our unwillingness to surrender and, and full obedience to the, the truth of God and to hide it in our heart and to His Spirit. Um, and I just... I just see a church that's not hiding um, anymore that in the future in, in our city that, um, yes, God is, is tucking us away um, for in different seasons and in different ways, in different parts of town, in different businesses, but it's to shine a light and it's yeah. to be a vessel, uh, to be dwellings for where his spirit lives and, and, at the beginning of the message, I just said, like, can you just sit with that for a second? Mm-hmm. And just like, and if there was ever a holy moment in the service, I, I could feel it in that moment. You know, it's just one of those moments where it's nothing I'm saying. It's just the weight of mm-hmm. truth, you know, that just settles. And it's like, that's deeper than anything else I'll preach the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's for us to just wrestle with that and and understand the weight of his glory and yeah. his spirit living inside of us. Um, but the function of that when we do make a dwelling for him of what follows that is um, light in dark places. Yeah. And um, the, 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 the start of someone's journey of um, discovering who Jesus is and finding hope in that business, in that parking lot, yeah. in that shopping, you know, at, at your table. And so, um, in that business meeting, at the end of that business meeting, whatever it might be. And so, um, man, that's just what's in my heart um, for the church is that we'd be a people on mission and um, hosts for his presence. And we'd be generous hosts yeah. and uh, faithful hosts for um, to make a, a dwelling and to, to not cling on to stuff that's dead and rotting anyway. Right. <laughs> you know, but let, let the father who's a good gardener prune it all away mm-hmm. in his time. And, um, just fall more in love with his, his good plan and the hope that he's given us. Cause it's not by anything we do or know right. that makes us worthy right. to uh, the calling anyway. Right. Well, because for us, it's counterintuitive that he would live within us, that this holy and perfect mm-hmm. creator 
and yeah. savior in these earthen vessels <laughs> as paul says right. in corinthians yeah, yeah. Well, that that he would give us um himself not just in the flesh for our you know for the the forgiveness of our sin but that he would then give us a part of himself to live with mm-hmm. indefinitely like that he would say yeah it's yours for the taking that to us is not how we would do it yeah. right <laughs> like yeah. that's just not how we would do it and that's how he has done it and to me it's just i sometimes i mean had an a bible background and a a lot of years of that some of that cultural christianity in my upbringing and then a true relationship but that's still something that i wake up in the morning and go for real (laughs) you know this it's absolutely astounding and and amazing and wonderful mm-hmm. that that god and what makes god god speaks you know what i mean like nudges and and urges and and gives you this you know those those urgings right or even gives you the the craving in in the word for what you need for that day he prepares us, mm-hmm. right? The the comforter prepares us for, for our day if we listen, if we're mm-hmm. in tune, and if we are walking in that spirit. It's just, it's kind of, it's it's overwhelming, right? So if you just sit and ponder it and think, if you meditate on it, it's kind of, um, it's hard, it's it's impossible to explain, I think, right? It's, it's yeah. you can say it, oh yeah, it's very simple, but it is complex. Yeah. It's, it doesn't make it easy, yeah. right? It's this simple thing that's also incredibly complex. Yeah, for sure. Well, maybe that's a good good spot. I mean, I, I could talk all day on <laughs> this stuff. I, I, I've just, um, I've always loved John chapter four and, and spent a little bit of time there <clears throat> Sunday, but just, Jesus really paints a picture there that of true spiritual worship mm-hmm. that was coming, um, that was deeper and it was, mo- and it was, um, God's intention, you know, um, for him to abide with us, right? you know, and the, the Holy spirit is a, is a seal of, of what's to come, right? you know, of uh, abiding eternally in him and, and just making, making our heart a dwelling place by, you know, worshiping God in spirit and in truth and in our daily life. And in moments we gather together, we, we worship him in both and, yeah. and have great need for, for, for both, um, a true authentic. And that's really, when I say spirit, it, it's, it's that truly true worship, authentic worship from our, our spirit. It, right. It's not about stuff right it's that genuine connection yeah absolutely absolutely so uh my prayer is that um each of us in talking and listening um to this podcast that we would we'd live that out and just say god help me every day to to worship you in spirit and truth yeah you know and uh to obey and surrender and be a dwelling place in which you can live and and be a light you know wherever i'm at yeah absolutely so we would love for you to uh to give us your questions let us know how we can connect with you we're we're still very much looking forward to one of those q a podcasts down the road sometime so if you have some of those things that you'd like to hear us wrestle through and talk through on the podcast please 
email info at fathom.church. Um, if there's a way we can pray with you, if there's something, if, if you just need help connecting, whether it's uh, with the word or here in the body, you can text fathom to 97,000 and we look forward to connecting with you soon. See you next week. Nailed it.